Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 24. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. We'd love if you subscribe, uh, and you can always reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.run. How's everyone doing this week? Hope you guys had an amazing week. Um, it's been a good week on, on my end, for sure. Uh, had some great runs throughout the week and yeah, it kind of just jumpstarted me feeling really good about my training and stuff like that. Um, trying to, you know, not get overconfident with it, but things are going good. I'm hitting the pace goals I need to. Um, yeah, everything's going great. This is another, uh, Tuesday morning recording and this one's on purpose. This wasn't a, uh, crap, I forgot about it or I had a uh, last minute kind of thing to get everything in. And I was like, you know what? Tuesdays are my off day. Maybe I will start just recording these on Tuesdays. So I apologize if you listen to this before 6am on Tuesdays, cause it won't be out yet. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll continue with this. Maybe I won't obviously with interviews and stuff like that. And I'm like, Hey guys, um, welcome to the podcast. We record at five fifteen in the morning on Tuesdays. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I do have some interviews I need to, to get scheduled. We have a lot of, there's a, there's a long list of people that, um, I've talked about getting on the show, just haven't nailed down a time and date to make that happen. So I'm excited to get those interviews in and you guys can stop just listening to me cause I'm not that interesting. Um, but yeah, hitting, hitting good, uh, hitting the goals, um, for my training. Um, I've got the back-to-backs coming up, um, in Mississippi and Arkansas and, I think like less than five weeks or just, yeah, right at four weeks or something like that. So hitting those goals, um, also got the complete final confirmation for Boston. They sent the registration link and then it goes back to the charity for it to get approved. So it's been officially approved. I'm officially running Boston. Not that I didn't think I was before, but now it's like official, official and they have my credit card. And if I don't raise enough money, they're just going to charge me for it. So side little, uh, self-promotion there of, go donate to my team BMC page. That would be lovely. You can find a, a link on my website at www.flores.run. Um, what else this week? Oh, I got a new phone. Um, I'll talk probably more about it another time, not necessarily in this episode, but I got the uh, new Palm phone. Well, it's about a year old now. You may have seen it. Someone Steph Curry wears around his neck because it's the size of a business card. It's a three inch screen. Um, the only thing that's kind of a downside is it runs Android, which I haven't used Android in a long time. And everything I use is IO or is, um, Apple. So it's, you know, trying to figure it out the best way I can. Um, so far I'm really enjoying it. It's helping me keep, keep me off of my phone, um, when I'm at home or at work and that sort of thing, which is a good thing because you need to be focused. Um, but I'll probably chat more about that whole, um, move later. It's a part of a bigger thing kind of with my, um, word of the year of being present. So, um, yeah. And then, um, trying to finish up chasing heartbreak. Um, you guys may have remembered from last year, the documentary that I filmed with all the world majors with my buddy, Mike, um, that kind of took a back burner to some other projects that I had that were a little bigger and just needed to focus on them and kind of just fell off the wayside. And Kayla has been kicking me in the ass to get back on it and get it done. Cause I need to get it done, especially before this year's Boston. Like it wouldn't be good to have a, a video that's two races ago. Um, so yeah, so I'm working to really get that thing nailed down here in the next few weeks. So I'm excited for that. And then once that gets done, we'll have Mike on the podcast to kind of talk about that journey as well. Maybe in a little more in depth than what the video um, could say. I've got a lot of really good stuff, but I don't need, it doesn't need to be like a feature length film. So I got to figure out the best way to cut that down and, and make the, you know, the best of the best of what I can do. But 
yeah, that's, that's been my week. Like I said, I hope you guys have had a great week and thanks again for listening to this episode today. I'm going to keep it, um, personal, not that it's never not personal, but personal and local. Um, and I'm going to be talking about the hangry race series. The reason I'm talking about it is because registration actually starts this Saturday. So for those of you that are in the Columbus area, hangryraceseries.com, you can register for the race and I'll kind of give you the lowdown of what, what it is and how it started. Um, and that's kind of what this episode is about is kind of, I want to say it's like, it's, it's really just the behind the scenes of, Hey, this is how all this stuff happened. If you didn't know the story of hangry, um, and kind of how it's grown to be what it is today. Um, it's definitely evolved quite a bit. Um, as I've learned how to actually put on races, um, from the first race and just the, the things that have changed, but I won't get too far ahead of myself, but let's, uh, let's start from the beginning. Um, so the, uh, hangar race series was kind of birthed off of an idea that, um, from our pastor had, had a message at the beginning of the year in 2015 and said, you know, we have these gifts and talents and we should use them, you know, basically for something better, something more than ourselves. And it's one of those where they're like, Hey, you may not have extra money to give out or just, you know, be able to donate, but putting your time in is just as important, if not more important than just writing a check and that sort of thing. It kind of started to get me thinking, I'm like, well, I like running. I'm decent at it and I don't mind putting on events. I'm okay at that. So maybe I'll start a race. And, you know, I reached out to the church and said, Hey, let's put on a race for the church, like not to raise money for the church, but like the church will back everything, you know, help with the promotion, help with all of that stuff. And then we'll give the money somewhere else. I haven't really decided where yet, but I was like, that's not a good idea. Um, the church leadership was like, yeah, that'd be really cool. You know, you can kind of lead that charge and you just let us know what you need and kind of, kind of go from there. Well, started trying to think of a, a cause and stuff like that, that would be, for the church and stuff like that. The church was up in, um, the Polaris area. So it it was kind of tough to do anything locally because I mean, if anyone knows that the, that, that area, it's, it's pretty an affluent area. So they're not, they're not hurting for really anything. You know, you have some, um, no real needs like that in that general area. So I actually had to look outside of that and just looked inside Columbus is really where we started. And, um, it, I had this event that I was actually doing, um, some AV and some DJ stuff for, and I heard, um, uh, Lamar from heart to heart food pantry speak and it like that, that aspect of like those living with hunger and that sort of thing really stuck with me from his, his talking. And then, you know, really thinking about it, Kayla and I, you know, always tried to, if we get left if we have like, um, something from, if we go out and eat dinner and there's like extra, we have it boxed, have them box it up and we try to give it away on our way home. Not take it home so we can have it because all they're going to do is throw it away. So at least put it in a box and give it to someone, um, on the side of the, on the side of the road or in the intersection or whatever the case might be, try to give it someone if we can. So I was like, well, this, this whole helping the, uh, helping the hungry is kind of like already something we try to do. So I'm like, oh, maybe we can, you know, do that a little more. So decided to pursue that. And, you know, obviously with, with any good brand, you have to have that, like, that cool name and figure out how to come up with that. And, uh, I sat down with a buddy of mine named Jason and we kind of just, he was at the, the church at the time and trying to really figure out a name for the race, like trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And we were like, 
you know, is it going to be like a full catchphrase thing? You know, we were talking about people hungry and like angry for hungry. And he had thrown out pretty early, like the idea of hangry. And I was like, yeah, we do like hangry and, you know, and kind of redefine it as angry for those living with hunger. And, um, we're like, I'm like, I don't know. That's like, I think that's too, it's like too on the nose. I don't know if it'll like catch on or stuff like that. So we started going through a bunch of other ideas and, and like nothing was really sticking. And we kept coming back to this idea of hangry and, and that's kind of what we ran with for the first year. It was, um, the, the whole tagline was running cause we're hangry. So we didn't have the hangry race series itself didn't exist. It was literally just called the running cause we're hangry 5k is how it all started at least. Um, I got my extra notes here because I want to make sure I hit everything that we, we did with the races and stuff like that. But so, you know, we ended up with that running because we're hangry 5k. It was kind of like the full tagline of it. Um, you know, again, it was a play on the, the word hangry or play on the definition of hangry. But, um, as I started planning this, so this was, again, was in, in January, these, these conversations happened. The first race took place in June. Um, so it was one of our later races as you'll, you'll see, but basically we had, by the time we, you know, first thing started happening in January, I believe registration started like March 1st. I don't remember that date, but basically the idea is I had like 90 days from like creation of race in my head. <laughs> like, like actually saying, Hey, we've, we're going to do this to the actual race date. And, um, it ended up being not a focus of the church, not any fault of their own. It's just something that they were like, eh, we don't really partner with the heart to heart food pantry. Um, and we don't do those things. So we're just not going to like follow through. And I'm like, well, I've already put too much work and effort in this. I'm just going to do it. So they backed me with like the insurance and the, the extra little like logistical things that I needed um, and helping with a little bit of the promotion. But I basically just ran this um, and to a fault. I ran it completely by myself, um, which something is a learning thing. But um, I look towards the Possum Ray series um, here in, in Delaware that, uh, good friends of mine, um, the race director. So I, I kind of picked their brain about things to think about and, and kind of just looked at how they did things and decided that's how I was going to do it as, as well. You know, we don't, we didn't, we wanted to, to try to save money where we could, um, to give more money away. Cause obviously that was the whole idea of it. And I had no idea how to do a race. And I'm like, well, you know, when you do races, you know, I run that, I you know, I physically run them, but I've never actually ran the organization of a race. And I was like, well, this can't be that hard. You know, there's not too much to do. And then all of the little details started coming up and I was like, all right, I know, I know what I need. I need sponsors. I need people to give me money because I kind of want to offset the cost of the runners. Like I'd like most of the runners registration fee to go right out the door. And in doing that, it kind of gives you that promotion of, Hey, you know, 90% of your registration is going directly to these organizations. You know, we're not, um, we're not using it for additional crazy swag or, you know, I'm not making a single dollar off of this. And you'll hear me say that throughout it's, this is like a hundred percent volunteer venture. I make $0 off of this thing. Um, I pay the taxes on it <laughs> for the extra money that we have and we bring in the things we sell, but I don't take any money in from the, uh, from the race series itself, because that's not what it's about. It's about literally bringing money in raising money for a cause and giving the money right back out the door. But 
So for the first year, it was, hey, how do I get some sponsors. So the first thing I did is just reach out to people that I knew had given me money for other things. So we had some dental practices, you know, some other people that I knew that had like small businesses like Advocare and things like that. Just being like, Hey, give us some money so we can kind of put this thing on. Cause I'm like, you know, we need banners. We need, you know, signage. I need like a start line kind of set up. I need just little gear and stuff like that. I'm like, how can we make this thing work? So that was the idea of putting it all together. This first race was at Sharon Woods Metro Park. Um, I ran the, ran a course, found a 5K. It was kind of an out and back with a little bit of a lollipop loop, which I was like, you know what? This will work. It's not ideal, but it works. Um, and the reason we went with the Metro Parks is I was trying to figure out, well, let's, I guess we can backtrack. So initially I was like, oh, maybe I'll use a timing company, use like Columbus Running Company or something like that. And they're like, hey, we need like at least the six month notice to even try to do like six months is the minimum for us to even put together a race. I'm like, I don't have that kind of time. Um, I'm just going to do this myself, like self-timed and all of that jazz. And basically I found uh, an app that helps track timing. And we had someone manually timing people on a sheet as well. Like you crossed here, here's your time. And that's how we did it. (laughs) It worked. It wasn't the best, the best thing, but it worked. Um, we, uh, we also had some local people like local vendors that sold like, um, like skincare stuff or crafts or pampered chef or any of that stuff. They came and they donated like gift baskets. So we had like a little raffle for all the participants and they set up like an area underneath the picnic area with all of their tables and stuff, which I realized as much as it was a good idea to, to have them there, it was also a distraction and it wasn't ideal and we never did it again. But the, uh, yeah, so we did self-timing of the race, did all this, you know, we're doing all this prep and, and everything's going pretty well. We had 72, uh, people actually show up to the race. We had over a hundred sign up. Um, and the reason for the difference is because it was pouring rain. Uh, the weather was great leading up to it. And then race morning, just, just absolute downpour, um, just before the race started. So it was one of those where it's like, Hey, we got to get out here. Um, you know, we, we run in anything. It's no cancel of a race. So, um, we went out there and, and, you know, these people, it was a relatively challenging course. There's a couple of little steep hills and it was on trail. So then, you know, then it gets muddy and that sort of thing. At least it was like crushed gravel or those little rocks. I think for most of the time, I haven't been out to that trail in a while, but yeah. So through that first year, it was just like, you know, we had 72 finishers of it between walkers and runners in the 5k. And I was like, you know what, maybe this is a thing. We raised like over $2,000, I think, um, for this. And I was like, you know what, this, this could be a thing. Um, and really we were just calling it the hangry 5k angry for the hungry. So we had the running cause we're hangry was kind of the big tagline, but on the shirts, we just had hangry 5k in like a, like an angry birds type font. So it was definitely like a very quickly put together, not well thought out kind of thing. Um, and I was, and after the first year, you know, really just took a step back and go, all right, this, this could be, we could make this like a real thing because people really were enjoyed. People were engaged and people were looking forward to the next year. Um, obviously I got some great feedback, you know, being the first year of things to do better, things not to do. And, you know, decided to, to take that and move it forward. And so through the rest of 2015, um, did a few things business-wise, you know, filed an LLC. So we have a legit business so I can have a legit checking account to make sure everything's, you know, going through. Um, and that's kind of when we renamed it to the Hangry Race Series. 
um, my idea was, is like, maybe we can do multiple races in a year. Um, and, and kind of just raise more money. And that's kind of our, our stick is we, we put on these events. We basically put on these events for nonprofits doing work. Oh, and to side note, so they're like $2,000 that we gave heart to heart, like provided food for their pantry for like three months or something like that. So I was like, all right, we're definitely making a huge difference. We need to, we need to keep this up and, and you know, and help out where we can. So hangry race series is born, built the website out. Um, from the first race, again, like I said, I planned everything myself. I was super stressed with the race. Everything had to go, you know, exactly according to plan and it, it didn't. <laughs> um, so I was just super stressed out and I was like, you know what? I just need to refocus myself and still do it the same. So I started a hangry race series. I completely designed the website with Squarespace. So it was simple enough, but designed logos, designed website, picked colors, designed shirts, did all of this stuff for, the next race of the 2016. And this time we literally just called it the hangry 5k. The running because we're hangry was still kind of our tagline in, in all of our verbiage and it still is today, but we decided that it's too long. <laughs> and it, instead of having the running because we're hangry 5k, it's just called the hangry 5k because people just like the hangry aspect of it. Changed the shirts a little bit, you know, had our logo that we currently have now on the shirt and just said hangry 5k. Um, Every year we were also using a different colored shirt. So first year was blue. Second year was a, a pretty bright green. Um, but this year we moved the, uh, in 2016, we moved the race to um, high banks. And the reason being is even because of the growth of the race at Sharon Woods, we were running out of parking at Sharon Woods of our first race. And I was like, can't do that. And also the out and back aspect of the course wasn't the, the best thing to work with. So we decided to you know, change it up and, and do like a, a loop route at high banks. So that race went, went relatively well. Again, um, it was a little cooler. This one was on April 2nd. So we tried city sitting around between like spring break Easter around that time. Um, just to, to kind of maybe not have the rain, but in that we were having cold weather. And it was funny cause like every single time we've had the race, it's been like beautiful leading up to it. And then it's been some sort of crappy weather, whether it's like cold or snow or rain or something like that. So it's been kind of funny that people joke around like, Hey, you could have had it last weekend. I'm like, yeah, but then it would have rained last weekend, you know? So it doesn't matter what weekend we have it. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting race, but uh, this course was definitely a lot more challenging than Sharon Woods and people quickly realized that and people were giving me slack for it. Like, Hey, why'd you make the course harder? Why couldn't it be flat? Yada, yada, yada. So, um, yeah, that was the, the 2016 uh, Hangry 5K. So we actually had 117 finishers. So we went from 72 finishers to 117, which was was awesome. Um, and with that year, we were giving the, the funds to Heart to Heart Food Pantry and Church for All People for their community development for all people. They have a, a, a food program and that sort of thing. And, and what we really did was change our, our definition of what hangry was, you know, we said, you know, the hangry people were, it's not raising money for the hungry. It's saying we're raising money for those living with the issue of hunger. Cause it's not, they aren't defined by what they are. They're still people and they, they have the issue of hunger. They aren't hungry people. If that makes a sense, it's, it's, it's a, a slight distinction between the two, but I think it's a very important one, important one. But we partnered with, with, um, church for all people with my, my buddy, Greg, um, because our plan was in 2016 to also have a Thanksgiving race. 
So it was going to be a pre Thanksgiving race, not the ones that are actually taking place on Thanksgiving. Cause I think you should be with your family on Thanksgiving, not black Friday shopping or any of that stuff. But we wanted to have some type of race that would support a community meal or something of that nature. So it was, I had not had, had in mind. And Greg had told me about the uh, community meal that happens at the Reeve Avenue every Tuesday night. And they have one right before Thanksgiving. And it's a very big one. Everyone goes, all the families go home with turkeys. It's just a really great um, thing that they do for the community. And I basically told him, I was like, Hey, we want to sponsor that. We want to pay for that entire thing. I don't know. I, whatever you, whatever you need, we want to make sure that happens. So same kind of thing, you know, we planned out how we can make this work and, you know, typical Turkey fashion, we do four milers <laughs> instead of five Ks or whatever. And so we did a, the hangry Turkey four miler had this like real beefy looking angry Turkey logo that I got on lot that I, uh, I had an artist do up and, um, it was a good race, but again, I, I planned it all myself. Wouldn't really allow too much extra help in the planning aspect of it. And it really started to get wiped out, um, with how it was all working. I was definitely stressing myself out. I'm like, this is not the purpose of this. It's obviously we're raising money for it and it's great, but I was kind of getting a little worn out with it, but, uh, that will change. But the Turkey race was, was at high banks as well. Um, it was kind of out and backish with a lollipop. Um, if you guys are familiar with high banks started at big meadows wrapped around, went to like the, the lookout and then back around, but did that extra little loop, if you will. Um, people absolutely hated that course, um, because it was hilly the entire time, but you know, it was a good time. People were, people had a great time and we raised a ton of money. I think we raised like $3,000 or $3,500 for that meal, paid for the entire meal, paid for all of the turkeys, paid for all of that. So it was, it was really great to be able to, to give back and see that. And then I actually went to the meal as well to hang out with people and you know, wear my hangry shirt, you know, and people thanking me for, for providing them. Like it wasn't me. It was the people that did this race. You know, I just organized it. So, um, it was really nice just to be a part of all of that. And then coming into, well, let's see, we had, we had 109 people finish that hangry Turkey. And again, it was in November. So it was pretty cold that, that year, um, for that first four miler, but it was still a really good race. And then kind of moving into 2000, um, Oh, excuse me. Moving into 2017, we, uh, I kind of started in equipping a little more help. <laughs> so Kayla was helping with most of my volunteer stuff on race morning. Um, and then I had some other people helping with some logistics of it, which is, which was super helpful. Again, talking with the people from the possum race series of how they do things. We built our own start line at a PVC pipe and, you know, we had our start banner. We were doing self-timing with an app called WebScore. I had multiple people running iPads doing it. So we were definitely getting a lot more efficient, uh, taking a lot of stress off of me to get things done. And I think that's just a, a thing with growing itself is, you know, taking all of the, taking all the work off of you and delegating what can be delegated. And, uh, it's definitely a lesson I'm still working on and still learning, but you know, I think in 2017 it was kind of the turnaround of me, um, being a little more focused on, you know, the, the enjoyment of it instead of stressing out about it. Um, we had a ton of sponsors in 2017, which was super nice. A lot of people were reaching out and wanting to help out and, you know, and it basically, it allowed us to be able to cover more costs. The only thing was, is we didn't have as many people register that year for whatever reason. 
Um, it could have been the time of the year. It was closer to spring break or it was a little closer to Easter than it had been. So maybe people were still doing things or there can be a number of things of why it was. We only had 81 finishers that year. Um, but I think overall it was, it was a much better run race. Things were, went a little better. Um, obviously there's hiccups and everything. I think that was the year I like lost the speaker cable or forgot something and then couldn't play music or I can't remember. I try to forget those individual things, but, but it was a, it was a good year. And, and that year we split again between heart to heart food pantry and church for all people. So we had them bring in, um, canned goods and that sort of thing to donate. Um, we gave people raffle tickets for that to win gift cards from the sponsors and that sort of thing. So it was, it was a really cool event. A lot of people came out and hung out and that kind of started making me think of how can we help? How can we have people like hang out more, you know, cause like you finish the race and you're like, okay, I'm done. And they just leave. And I was like, ah, how can we do that? I'm like, ah, I might need to start thinking about that for next year and, and what we can do. And, um, like I said, I didn't talk about this before, but our finishers don't get, we don't give out medals. Um, not that I have anything specifically against medals, but our whole idea is to give it more money away than, than spending on swag. So, you know, you get a nice t-shirt, you know, now we're giving away, we have like the drawstring bags. There's some goodies inside there as well from sponsors and stuff that we actually pay for. But the medals just seemed like a waste of money because you just hang them up. And some people are like, you know, I'd like a medal it's my first 5k or whatever, like metal. And what we like to give is something you can actually use. Um, so we'll give out, um, like the first few years we didn't give out anything. And then went there, went to a finisher's award of, I believe 2017 was the first year we did that of giving out mugs and there were different color mugs based off of the color of the t-shirt that year. Um, but it was kind of a, Hey, this is useful thing. And really it's also promotion for the race. You know, you're drinking the mug like, Oh, what's the hangar race series? I'm like, Oh, let me tell you about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was church for all people and uh, heart to heart food pantry again for the 2017 race. And then, um, the 2017 hangry Turkey, we decided since we were supporting <clears throat> church for all people, um, the community development for all people on that Reeb Avenue dinner that we should probably have it further South we were hoping to have people from that community be able to make it out to the race. And because of that, it's like, Hey, we need to, um, kind of have that. It just working, um, it working closer to them. So it's easier for them to get down to there. So we actually did it at three creeks Metro park in Groveport. And, um, this year we did a, uh, a kids run. I can't remember if we did it the year before. Now that I'm saying this, did we even do a kids run in 2016? We may have, but I remember this one being a disaster and I'll get to that in a second, but we wanted to have it three Creeks Metro park. And it was absolutely freezing that morning. I think it was like a single digits with the wind chill when we got there at like five 30 or 6 AM to start setting up. And the park rangers actually told us that we might have to reroute the course um, because of the ice that was on the course. They were going to the day before there was a couple little flooded sections and it's just like sheets of ice places. Like it was not passable. And we're like, this is not good because the way we were set up and the way our permit was, um, we only had a certain part of that park and it was going to be miserable if we were going to try to have to put a, a four miler together in that specific area. Luckily, you know, about 10 minutes before the start of the race, um, after our people had already marked the course, they said, Hey, everything looks good. You guys are clear to, to run this. And I made sure the people marking the course, um, kind of knew that and, and didn't get around that. And then, 
Um, but the issue with three creeks is people were getting lost finding it because it is an interesting park with like how you find the parking to the area where the start was. So we had people running late. I had volunteers running late. It's freezing cold. Things weren't going ideal. And really in that race, when we only had 60 people come, come finish the race. And you know, that could be a lot because, um, we had, you know, we, we thought it was gonna be more cause we had a quarter marathon and the four miler that year trying to, to stretch the distance to it. And, we didn't have that many people sign up for each one of those specifically. Um, and it was just, I don't know, that whole race was a little iffy. You know, we had the kids run and the kids run was only supposed to be one lap around the pond. And my buddy, John, he saw the first kid come back around. I was like, that was too fast. There's no way that, that there had to be more. And he sent the kids around for a second lap. Uh, ended up being like, like 1.3 miles for some of these kids you know, maybe one and a half miles and parents were not happy. Like what's taking so long for these kids. And I'm like, yeah, that's weird. And I called Johnny. He's like, I sent him around for a second lap. I'm like, Oh crap. So kids are like crying because their legs hurt. Cause obviously, you know, they go to a dead sprint at the start, but everyone made it <laughs> and it was fine. Uh, the kids, we give medals to the kids for their achievements. So yeah, that was, um, it was a tough one because it also felt rushed preparing for that hangry turkey because of my own personal running schedule it felt like we literally just got out of the the spring race and now I'm back full planning for a fall race finding sponsorships finding people to sign up it was a, it was a pain and after that race it was you know I had had a conversation with Greg you know I apologize but we're just not going to be able to continue to do this race in the fall it's just it's just a lot of work to, um, to put both races together in my personal schedule as well. You know, it's again, the volunteer opportunity need to organize things as such and decided that for, for 2018, we were going to cut the fall race, but in cutting the fall race, we definitely made a more of a focus on the spring race. So I put everything I had into this and this was actually because the multiple distances worked out really well in the Turkey race. Like people were kind of wanting to do both races we decided to do multiple distances in the spring. And in 2018, we made that change, um, from surveys for, uh, from previous years. And we were like, Hey, we're going to do multiple distances. So we did 5k, 10k and 15k at high banks Metro park. And we actually partnered with feed Delaware. I was trying to get a little more specific. So I was so broad in everything that we were doing. And I'm like, I need to be a little more specific in, in what's happening, um, with the race here. So I said, you know, we're going to be very localized to Delaware. And that's what we did and reached out to Rob at Feed Delaware um, and everything that they were doing. And I might, I might have him on the show eventually talking about stuff, but um, partnered with them. Almost all of our sponsors were from Delaware. So it was definitely a very Delaware focused race. And I think because of that focus, we had our largest turnout yet. We had 170 finishers. We had over 200 people register for the race. And I was like, yes, I think we hit something here of how we need to do things. Um, we started selling merchandise, like our hashtag hangry t-shirts, you know, hoodies, hats, anything we can do to kind of spread the brand awareness, but also raise money. Cause obviously you buy a hoodie, whatever the extra we had from the cost of the hoodie, we were giving and donating out the door. So like, I think our first year with feed, De feed Delaware in that 2018 race, we had, I think we donated over like $3,000, like $3,500 or something like that. And it was our biggest turnout yet for people, the most money we raised we were like, all right, we're, we're on to something here. Let's, let's keep this at. And then last year partnered with feed Delaware again, 
um, had a great race. The weather was actually decent for the first time. Last year was actually really good weather. Um, we were really surprised and people were like, Hey, this is not a hangar race. Something's weird. But, um, you know, we did the three distances again, had a lot of great sponsors and, you know, had 173 finishers and again, over 200 people register. So we were definitely growing and it definitely, it, it solidified the decision that, Hey, this focus into Delaware and to feed Delaware and having a single partner, not changing every year. Cause initially our thought was like, Hey, every single race will partner with someone else. But when you do that, you kind of lose the, the community value of like, Hey, if people care about this cause and care about this organization and now you change it, they're not going to do your race specifically because it's not supporting their organization. They're going to do something that supports that. So we said, you know what, we're going to stick with them. Um, and we're going to make it happen. And that's what we did. So, I mean, all in all, we've raised, we've probably raised about $20,000 in all of the races that we've done, which has been outstanding. And like I said, over the years, um, every year I learned something new. And the biggest thing I've learned in the last few years is, you know, being able to delegate that information and being a little more, um, planned out with my volunteers and, you know, job roles and that sort of thing and being able to hand off things, I think has been a really good uh, thing for me to hand that off and not be super stressed the entire race about everything. I mean, I, I still have a lot of work to do, I think, but, um, all in all, I think it's been uh, pretty good updates, um, to, to the process and everything that I'm doing. Um, and then I just had something in my head and I lost it because Bella walked over here and I had to pet her. Um, God, oh, what was I saying? I don't remember. But yeah, things, things are, are, are going well. We're looking forward to this year. This year we're partnering again with Feed Delaware. Um, registration starts February 1st, which is this Saturday. So yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really, really great year. I have big expectations for this year. I want to raise... Um, well, let me afraid last year we raised $4,800 between some fundraising stuff that we had done and, um, and the actual sponsors and all, and the registrants and all that sort of stuff. So I'm like, and the t-shirt sales and all of that. So I'm like, all right, this year we're going for a goal of $7,000 to give away. It's going to be a steep goal, but you know what? I think we can make it there. Um, and I, and I honestly think this year might be the, the first year we actually sell out of the race, which is 250 runners. Um, I do that just because I want to keep the park safe. Um, I appreciate the parks allowing us to be there. Um, Oh, another reason that name brings up from the beginning. Another reason we use the parks is because of how simple it is to, to process it. I literally send an email, uh, fill out a, a permit form and get a permit. And it's 300 bucks. And that's that. Um, I don't have to worry about police. I don't have to worry about road closures and all this extra additional cost because again, the purpose is to give money away. Um, so if we're keeping all this money to, to for expenses and that sort of thing, it doesn't really help us in, in our end mission and our end goal. So yeah, it's been, um, it's been, it's been a real journey and I'm like super excited to see how this continues to grow and you know, how I can start trying to hand th more things off and that sort of thing. Um, but the only thing I won't hang off hand off, and this is kind of, um, what this is what I was had in my mind before I forgot is the, the one thing I do every single race is I am one of the timers at the finish line. And I want to be at the finish line. And I learned this from the possum race series is they, uh, Mark and Chad specifically thanked every single person that crossed the finish line. 
you know, they congratulated them and thanked them for crossing the finish uh, to, for participating in the race. Cause they donate all of their money to the special Olympics, a cause that's very near and dear to their hearts. So I was like, you know what, this thing, this thing means a lot to me. Um, and that's why I put a lot of time and effort into it. And I want to thank every single person that, that did the race. And I was like, the easiest way for me to do that is obviously I make the announcements and say, thank you so much for being out here. But the, the easiest way for me to do that is to be at the finish line and see every single person cross the finish line and give them a high five and say, thanks so much for being out here. Congratulations and all of that. And, um, that's something I look forward to every single year. Uh, I think that's one of the highlights of the race for me and then kind of just like recapping on it. But yeah, that's the, uh, that's a hangar race series guys. We're going to do some, we've got fundraising events, um, all spring. We'll have one at Olentangy river brewing company. Um, we'll be announcing that date, um, probably next week. Um, but we'll have different fundraiser opportunities. You know, we have a place you can give us donations on the website. You can buy gear from us. Everything's at hangryrayseries.com. You can find all of that information out there. Um, there's also a Facebook event for the Hangry Ray Series that is coming up on uh, the registration is on February 1st. I didn't even say the date of this year. This year it's going to be May 30th. We had to push it back because of Cap City and some other races that were happening locally. Um, so that didn't work. And then you can also follow uh, us at Hangry Race Series on all of the socials. I'm a little more active on uh, Facebook there, but I'm trying to integrate the Instagram a little more to kind of get a little more focus and views out in that area. But yeah, guys, that's the, uh, that's the hangry race series. Um, it's been an amazing experience starting this and seeing everyone get behind me on it. So I'm so thankful for it. Um, and yeah, check it out. Let me know what you guys think. Um, and hopefully we'll see you guys out at the races and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, you can reach out to me everywhere on social media at flores.run. Um, would love if you subscribe and leave a review of the podcast. The reviews definitely help um, with the algorithm to kind of get more people to listen to the show. Um, so, you know, a rating helps, a written review helps a lot. So I really appreciate all of those reviews and you know, let me know if there's something you think I can do better, you know, shoot me a DM. Um, again, socials at flores.run. You can visit my website at www.flores.run. I have all of my race reports. I'm finally getting caught up on those. So I've got Connecticut and Rhode Island that'll be coming to that. And then like the maps and that sort of thing. But thank you so much for joining today learning a little bit about the Hangry Race Series. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time and we'll see you next week.